It's the Big Wake Up Call. I'm Ryan Gatenby, and time to get to my next guest. They are the co-hosts of the popular Bananas podcast. Kurt Ronoler is a stand-up comedian, actor, and writer. His newest comedy special, Perfectly Stupid, is out now. You can see it on YouTube. He's also appeared on Comedy Bang Bang with our most frequent guest, 19 Timers Club member Scott Ackerman. Scotty Landis is a writer, producer, and actor. You've seen his work on Workaholics, has an upcoming film, The Machine. Uh, Kurt, Scotty, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks so much for having us. Now, when you have two guests on the radio, it can be confusing. It helps for our listeners to have a voice print. So let me identify the both of you. Kurt, hello. Hi, this is me. I'm the higher voice one. <laughs> Scotty, how's it going? It's going great. This is me, Scotty. I'm the sad one. <laughs> Great. So now Chet GPT can learn all of your inflections and you'll you'll never have to do one of these interviews again. <laughs> it's coming. Do you often get stupid questions from unprepared morning radio hosts with fake voices? <laughs> no, this is our first one. <laughs> your first one with an unprepared host with a fake voice? Perfect. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, breaking you guys in. Um, first of all, I'll open this up to to either of you. What's going on with uh, the Bananas podcast? What is new and exciting? Kurt, why don't you start? You know, we cover strange news, and it usually leads into personal strange stories of our own life. Um, and what's going on right now, honestly, is uh, I think we just did a story about a monster penguin that was mm-hmm. just in New Zealand, a 340-pound, six-foot, six-inch penguin. The bones of it were found uh, almost as big, uh, heavier than Shaquille O'Neal, almost as tall. And that was the infographic <laughs> that USA Today had for us. I'm sad That's to find out it was just bones. I was getting really excited. <laughs> well, we say yeah. bring it back. We want to bring it back. Just like bringing back the dodo or a woolly mammoth or something, we want to bring back the nearly seven-foot penguin for the world to see in real life. What would you say is your best episode of all, and what would be a great place for people to start? I think there's one episode that the first, uh, we have a kind of a section of the podcast called Bananas After Dark, which is when Scotty and I have a couple drinks and we have a fun personal guest on. And my wife, Lauren Cook, is on that episode. And that is a particularly uh, a particularly fun one, um, especially because of the fact that there was a story about a man at a Cracker Barrel who had brought <laughs> a chicken in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a Buff Orpington chicken. And the 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 article was not clear that Buff Orpington is a type of chicken. And we thought that <laughs> it was his friend's name, <laughs> Buff Orpington. Um, and so I think that's a great one to start with. Well, I think many great stories begin with at the Cracker Barrel. Oh, yes. Yeah. We actually have done probably, I would say we've covered 10 different strange news stories that were related in the three years we've been doing bananas it really is a hot spot for the bazaar now how would you compare that to the stories coming from either denny's or waffle house (laughs) well they don't mess around at waffle house waffle house doesn't things get out of control there but that's just that's typical cracker barrel promotes itself as a family place a place a lot of people go after church maybe (laughs) true uh waffle house is like it's 3 a.m it's waffle house we're ready for you 
You nailed it, because if you go to Cracker Barrel anytime on Sunday, you're not kidding. You're going to see a lot of people in church clothes. We uh, stopped by a Cracker Barrel on in between. We're going from Indianapolis to Fort Wayne uh, to do some shows, and we stopped by a small town called Gasland that has... <laughs> That just had a gas station and a Cracker Barrel, and that was the whole town. And uh, <laughs> the church had just let out, and it was packed to the gills. All right, um, and we want to come back to bananas in, in just a moment. But, Kurt, I know you have a brand-new comedy special, Perfectly Stupid, that's out now. How has that been going for you? What's been the reaction? Uh, it's been fantastic. You know, the New York Times gave me a sweet little review, and we got mm-hmm. A couple of best of lists, including uh, Variety, named it one of the best comedy specials of 2022. Nice. So, um, yeah, I'm very happy with the reception that it's gotten. Now, I just need more people to watch it. (laughs) Now, some comedians I've had on the show hate this question, so you can feel free to respond with, you know, derisive comments or contempt. But was there something in particular or, or one of the jokes in the set that inspired the title? Uh, yes, one hundred percent. The um, and it's kind of a something I can't give away. Really, it's uh, it uh, the the special has kind of an emotional core to it, and um, and perfectly stupid is kind of about what you know that kind of emotional moment that happens kind of towards the end of the special. And uh, so I don't want to give it away, and I think it'll be a it's a nice surprise when you get to it. When you're booking a venue to record a special, how far in advance do you have to do that? Can you make it so that the material you write might have an effect on on the city or where you record it? You know, it really just depends. We were in this kind of sweet, weird spot in 2021 when we recorded it, um, where it was just like we had just like there were we had just people had just gotten the vaccine it was august but it was before there was another resurgence yeah uh-huh. so it was just like get in there and record it and right before we had the omicron surge and so uh with that we had to like book it you know months and months out because the the mandates kept changing yeah. about where you could record and where you could do live shows and Denver is famously a great place to record live comedy. They have really excellent comedy crowds. So as far as shooting a special goes, the the those shows were I was at one of those shows and it was hot. It felt like a really fun party night, which went perfectly with Kurt's special. So for a theater gig like that, I'm assuming people are coming because they're fans of yours, because I will go to comedy clubs and talk to people and they're like oh i came here to see a comedy show it said oh you're a fan of the comedian no we're just going out right and i uh, you know i play both i play both theater shows and club gigs and yeah that is the that is the the uniqueness of a club gig is that for the most part you'll always have a crowd and at least 60 percent of that crowd is just coming to laugh and they have no idea who the comedian is it's a interesting room to work but you don't get that in other shows it's not like people say oh i'm going to show to see uh to see a rock band no you you really don't it is comedy <laughs> is the one thing where you get the person who's just like i'm pretty fun what do i like to do laugh i'm gonna go to the laugh place right uh now scotty has been patiently waiting so i want to get to you what can you tell us about uh, your upcoming film the machine i have heard a little buzz around this 
It does have some nice buzz, which is really great. That's that's one of the things you want when a movie's coming out. Um, the Machine is a movie that I wrote based on the true story of a comedian named Burt Kreischer. Yeah. When he was a college student, he went on a domestic or uh, an international exchange to Russia, where he befriended. Uh, the Russian mob that was supposed to be protecting uh, the college students. Okay. And he could drink like a whale. And so he could even out drink these Russian banditi. And so I made a movie that is Bert now as a middle-aged dad living in Valley Village, California. And something he did um, 20 years or 25 years earlier is coming back for a reckoning. And he's forced back to relive that night with the general idea being the drunker Bert is in 2023, the more he remembers about okay. that wild night in the 1990s. Well, this is, is this Soviet Russia or we had moved on by then? We had moved on by then, but the, where he was going to school, uh, the mob had started to take over certain areas. So there were some that took care of St. Petersburg. There were some that oversaw the trains. There was a bigger one in Moscow. So they all heard the legend of this American who they called the machine because he called himself the machine. Oh, okay. Who could out drink all of them. So that's where the name of it comes from is the Russian banditi called uh, Bert the machine. And uh, yeah, so the movie's based on a true story, but it's a big action comedy. Now, and this is just from uh, fictional things. Usually when I see a show about the mob and the Russian mob comes up, like your, your Jersey, New York mom would say, no, no, we don't even, t we don't deal with them at all. Frightening, frightening <laughs> Russian mafia. Yes. Yeah, this is a, definitely a party movie. This is for people who want to go out and have fun and go to the theaters just to laugh and go really wild. Uh, the true story is so insane. Many, many people have heard Bert tell this story. He actually has a comedy hour, a special called The Machine. Um, where he really focuses on the story for about half an hour. So my job was to take that story and expand it into a really fun two-hour movie. Does it make you optimistic when you see people are going to the theater even now for, for an event, when you see Cocaine Bear grossing millions of dollars? That has to, you know, does that uh, make you happier to like, oh, I, I, I think people are going to go see this? Even outside of being the screenwriter that wrote it, uh, I love going to the movies. I know Kurt loves going to the movies. Wait, what? We on <laughs> on Bananas, we had a guest named Monica Barbaro who was in Maverick. She played Phoenix, the character Phoenix in Maverick. And when she was on, Kurt and I both said, thank God for Maverick. It put people back in movie theaters and yeah. made people remember how fun the group experience is when a movie can really take you to a different place. But the Machine trailer is before Cocaine Bear, so oh, okay, if anybody great. listening goes see Cocaine Bear, they will see the Machine. The only other movie I wrote was called Ma, and it was a horror movie, so uh, I was happy people went and saw that, too. Um, now, I'll open this to, to either of you. You two have done some massive stunts, um, and I'm reading this, <laughs> driving a, a double-sized butt from L.A. to New York to Moon the entire country. First of all, how does that idea arrive in your brains? And then how do you even begin to approach the logistics for that? Scotty? Uh, Kurt uh, had a, so Kurt is an actor and a performer and a host, and we had a comedy central pilot 
and that he was hosting called Better, Dumber, and Faster. Okay. And uh, Comedy Central said to us, guys, we need an act three that is really big, that affects the entire country. And I was sitting on my deck one night, just brainstorming by myself, and I saw a train going by. And I thought to myself, wouldn't it be hilarious if instead of a train car, there was just a giant butt that went by? Thankfully, Kurt is an excellent collaborator because I called Kurt and I was like, what do you think about making a giant butt and mooning the entire country? He said yes. And we told Comedy Central. They somehow said yes. And then the one snafu was... Uh, the train shipping companies would not allow us to send a giant butt because they were worried about letters. So Kurt and I put it on the back of a truck and drove it across the country instead. They were worried about getting getting complaints. Was that complaint letters? Yes, exactly. Yeah. They, they claimed yes. it was about, quote unquote, safety. Sure. But we know that they were just too weak to do it. But, you know, you're going through places like, I don't know, Michigan City, Indiana. People can be very, very uptight, and, and you could have gotten in trouble. <laughs> I don't I know mean, if Kurt and I... Yeah, I don't know if we've ever done anything uh, doing these big stunt commie things that we got more of a reaction than driving <laughs> all the way across the country in those little towns and people going out of their way at gas stations and railroad crossings and everywhere to get out and take photos with it. And then Kurt also would do stand-up shows in cities like Denver uh, and Louisville, Kentucky with the butt parked outside. <laughs> and so Kurt would do stand-up inside and then people would climb on it, take photos with it, take photos with Kurt it was really pretty magic it was well, pretty cool i mean there are small towns where the, the wiener mobile arriving is like in 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 the paper and online and it draws a crowd i imagine the, <laughs> the, the butt might even be better the butt's definitely better but it is sad that the wiener mobile never met the butt when it was traveling but the butt now lives permanently in uh in charlottesville uh, mm -hmm. Virginia IX, in Virginia in the IX art park. Uh, and so it has been there. It just recently got a new, uh, a new paint job. Somebody painted some tan lines on it. it looks oh, nice. pretty sweet. Yeah. Do you have another big stunt plan that you are allowed to tell us about? Well, we do, uh, every, in the summer times, we always do, um, splitting in the city, which is a, uh, a one K downhill marathon. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, and everybody dresses up as a banana and runs 1K. Uh, yes. And then it ends at a bar where we all get drunk together and do a podcast. So that's probably our next big thing. And then in the in the falls, we do Door to Shore, which is uh, where everyone walks out of their house and walks into the nearest body of water uh, fully clothed, uh, which is for us is a 19-mile a walk across Los Angeles. How do you get the location where it's completely downhill for 1K? Because I, I'm, I'm sure I can find one around here if I try, but Chicago is so flat. Yeah, you can. it can be a slight incline. <laughs> well, we also didn't permit it. We just showed up with 300 people dressed like bananas, and we knew where we were going based on where the theater bar where we would do the podcast was going to be. And so we just took over the road and lightly jogged or walked that strenuous 1K downhill. <laughs> while, um, while the Baja men who let the dogs out played on a loop. Of course. Yep. Of course. Um, as we wrap up, is there anything else you'd like to share with everyone? And I do mean everyone because this is America's podcast. <laughs> 
Listen to Bananas. It's uh, It comes out every Tuesday. Uh, we got fantastic guests, and we got really good stories, too. That's it. I agree with Kurt. I think Bananas is a real escape. It's a real bliss pit in an otherwise stressful world. So if you're kind of... If you're on a road trip and you're getting bored or you're at home doing dishes and you just need something to giggle at, Bananas is the perfect podcast for you. Is one podcast host better than, so you guys get, uh, it, it's easier to monetize? Because we'll go there. <laughs> oh, I, I think we're, we feel like it's a radical miracle that we have the fans and listeners that we do. And yeah, the joy here. for us is making it. So... I think we're just really happy that we have something that a lot of people have responded to. And, um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm happy. Every time I think of a direct deposit going in Kurt's checking account, <laughs> I, I get my wings. <laughs> uh, Kurt Brunoler and Scotty Landis have been my guests. Look for Kurt's comedy special, Perfectly Stupid. That's on YouTube. Scotty, when does uh, the machine come out? Memorial Day weekend in theaters only all around the world. Well, thank you both for joining me today, and uh, best of luck with everything. You too. Thank, thank you, so, you much, so much, Ryan.